Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Transformation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the communities. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to wannabe writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner or know of an entrepreneur or small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have... We going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's ko com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So... Shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox, Baby O, D-Rock, D-Livingstone! Woo! Yo, it is raining here in Wally World, Connecticut, sitting out in front the satellite office, you know? Ah, man, good day. Had some uh, great interviews yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yes, it was yesterday. Man, I was melting. First up was, um, ah, man, from Switch, Pivot, or Quit, SPQ podcast. Sit up in the car. It must have been like 90-some-odd degrees in here. And I'm sweating. I felt like I was under pressure or under oath giving a deposition and, and didn't have the answers, man. And then we had up in the afternoon, my man Sydney. Morgenstein! I just butchered his name. Yeah, so Sydney's been in the in the music industry for a number of years. And so he graced us with his presence. Very stylish individual. You know, he's like, yo, 
His story, I did not know the full extent of his story. You know, you just see people in um, in the gym working out. You know, he's low-key. You know, he's really behind-the-scenes type of individual. You can respect that. Um, and you just see him in the gym working out. You know, it's like, yo, I remember they had uh, two guys. Well, one guy, actually. You know, it was a mutual friend. Stephen B. Alexander from back in my, my Kinko's days. So Steven said, yo, I want to warm. He had tagged me in a post with Sydney. And I was like, Sydney, you know, these two individuals, he said, you know, inspire him to get out and move. I was like, okay, that's good company. Yeah, I could see, I could see that. That wasn't always the case back in, you know, in my Kinko's days. The only thing I was running from was getting out of the rain or running to the office or running to catch a train. You know, it was not running just for the sake of running. Or going to the gym or working out, calisthenics or whatever. So Sydney, you know, he relayed that that was not his lifestyle. You know, he said his brother played sports. He, you know, he played reluctantly in, um, you know, Little League or whatever. And then when he was able to stop, he did, you know. Uh, but then it got in the news. I won't give too much of the story away. I'm not giving any more of it away. You're going to have to just tune into the podcast when we release it. When I tell you, though, it had me in stitches. Yes, I was laughing, you know, not at him, just just at the at the stories that he conveyed and realizing like yo, everyone's oh man, journey into fitness is so different. But, you know, it's the same. We 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 go through different experiences and you come out on the other side a better person. And so his story um, will hopefully touch and inspire other people's lives, get them out and running and moving, you know. And so while I was out after that, you know, it cooled off. I was debating as to what should I do now? Should I go for a 10 mile run looking at the time and figuring, yo, am I going to get back in the house before it gets dark? careful deduction, recognize that that was not going to be the case. So I just did my three miles right here on, on the main trip. And uh, then I went back to uh, Walmart. So I'm in Walmart, you know, picking up some more uh, fabric, you know, like on the hunt for from strips of, of fabric to just make just some uh, some some special some special little items. You know, I like recycling and remixing things, you know getting back into this sewing. Um, so I did that. So while I was on my run, I realized, you know, there, there, there are bits of myself that um, it's, it's compartmentalized and it's shared on my Facebook timeline. You know, my Facebook friends, associates, you know, loosely, loose ties, you know. Let's say that loose ties because you have folks who remember me from like the church era. Then you have folks that remember me from, you know, working and and now most notably just running. And so to see the progression and see, you know, people looking at me it's like, yo, each of these these groups hold a part of my story. And, yo, that was incredible. So I'm sitting here preparing you know as i'm releasing the episode i got a message from someone that was in that middle group and that middle section was kind of dark um she sent me this this but this was a, this was a this is a ray of sunshine 
on this uh, cloudy, overcast day. It was my secret. It was a little book that I had put together, you know, and I'm sure it's riddled with typos, but I put it out. It was just to be able to get my thoughts down on some paper, and it was something that I wanted to share with people. So getting that, it was like, yo, even though it was me in a mess, um, no, I, and, and you don't cash yourself. And I was thinking about this as I was preparing to start recording this episode. There are times, you know, you hear people tell stories and, you know, you have a victim and you have a villain, you know, or you can just tell the story as an observer. Mm-hmm. But mostly some people tell the stories and it's, man, <laughs> they ain't no good, man. You know, he did this or she did that to me, you know, oh, poor me. And they don't tell the parts about what they did, you know? They don't tell, you know, what they, you know, the messed up stuff that they did because that doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really tell like a compelling story. Nobody wants to hear how you trash someone out, you know, how you dog someone out. You don't, you're not going to hear somebody tell that story about how, how they did this person dirty. And yeah, and as a result of that, they're in the mess that they're in. Well, such is the case, you know, you, 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 you're out there and you, you mess up your life. You know, you start doing things because of of stubbornness and bitterness or whatever. And now you start making some choices and you impact everyone else's life in the process. You know, but that story is not compelling. People don't want to hear that. So you tell, man, it was no good, man. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, you know, you do right, you know, and you the stuff that you tell yourself, the stories that we tell ourselves are, um, you know, some are real. And some are not real. But you know, you know, when you are looking in the mirror, you know, I know, I'm looking at you. You know I know you, you know me. Come on, be honest with yourself. Be honest because that group that knows you remembers you. Oh, I remember you. You're that guy that did this thing. It's like, yeah, that's me. You know what I mean? But what I try to do is I don't try to embellish the story. I don't try to cast myself as the villain. I don't try to cast myself as the villain victim. It is what it is. I was in this scenario. You know, this is my life. You know, that's just it. The the common thing to do is like, yo, you know, you you don't talk about it. You know, there's some things like I talk about a lot of stuff, right? And then some people will say, yo, he's always talking about this, he's always talking about that. But you really don't know, like, intimate details of my life? Because, yeah. It's like that sales pitch that people tell you, you know, that you get them, they get you in the funnel. You know, they're talking, oh, this product, if you buy this product, you know, this is the reason. It's a whole lot of filler, and I'm waiting there, and you're waiting there for them to give you the key information. You know, 15 minutes has gone by. You're still waiting. I'm like, yo, I'm clicking off of this video, man. I don't want to watch another commercial. Do you got the stuff for me that you promised me in the promotional when I clicked on it? Do you have that or not? Don't string me along to the end, these long, drawn-out emails. Yo, this is what I got for you. This is how you can get it. If you want it, good. If not, keep it moving. That's why I respect my girl um, from Switch, Pivot, or Quit. She said, yo, don't waste my time. Mm, excuse me. Don't waste my time. You know, you sign up for this uh, this service. This is what you're going to get. I suggest you come prepared with questions. You know, don't waste my time. I was telling my sister, like, yo, people hit you up all the time. I'm there and I'm sitting down. You know, we're talking. 
And then, ding, the alert goes off on her phone. Ding, the alert. I'm like, yo, yo, you're my sister, but yo, I mean, we're not dating. You know what I mean? But like, that would be annoying. Like, who is this again? Somebody asking about soap. Yo, she is like a a crack dealer. You know, a soap. She's like, she's like slinging soap rock, yo. They're always like inquiring, like, how do you cook up that, that excellent soap rock? Like, where can we get that stuff from? How do you do that? I'm like, yo, come, yo, yo, are we, are you, are you spending time with me? So I give it a, you know, I give it a, you know, the language, the, the conversation that somebody would give, you know. But here we're supposed to be spending time together and you're, you're always on your phone. You just don't care anymore, you know. Like, yeah, just just for the hell of it, you know, just like, yo, they're hitting you up all the time. This is time, time that you could be dedicating to do something else, you know, or if they're going to be hitting you up and they got to pay for this time, they're going to use it wisely. And some people just have a career of asking questions and they have no intention on ever using the information that you share with them. They're just professional question askers. You know, you know I, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Like, I don't want to go to seminar from seminar to seminar to seminar to seminar. At some point, you want to apply what you learned in that seminar. I know I do. That's what I used to think about. You know, I would spend time in the car university and I thought it was time for me to graduate. You know, I got my MBA in the vehicle. I don't know what vehicle I had at the time. It's probably a Volvo. Volvo's a very safe cause, yo. Let me tell you, Volvos are very safe cars. I was in a white Volvo one night, station wagon, on my way to St. Mary's Children and Family Services, right? So I'm in the right lane, and I'm thinking about going on the Southern State. And I'm saying, you know what? I think there was construction on the Southern State. So I start making the left to go to the Southern State, and I was like, nah, this construction. I'm going to go LIE. So I get back over in the right-hand lane. You can make a right-hand turn on red. So, you know, you look, you, you check, make sure the coast is clear. And I make the right-hand turn, and I'm heading down to the LIE. You know what I mean? And then the lights come behind me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Guy comes up to the car. Are you okay? Yeah. Where are you headed? And I'm saying to myself, I have these conversations in my head because that's how I stay sane and keep from getting locked up. What difference does it make where I'm going? You know, and that would be the show. That would be the scene that I would show. Like, do you really care where I'm going? I know. And you know that this is just conversation. So you can kind of get a feel for my state. Why don't you just ask me, have you been drinking? You drunk, man. And then, you know, you want to smell alcohol on my breath. Like, you just want me to talk. So, you know, I say, oh, listen to that it work. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Because you looked a little, you know, driving a little erratic. And I'm saying to myself, erratic? I'm not driving erratic. I was thinking about going to the southern state. And then I changed my mind. And I want to go to the IE. You know, because it's closer to the job. That's where I'm headed. Oh, you're headed to work? Yes. Where do you work at? Why do you care? <laughs> do you really care where I work? Is it really like, yo, I'm going, I got a booty call. I'm going, would it have made a difference? But I'm headed to work. I'm going to work. He looks in the back. He sees the car seat in the back of the car. I see you're a family man. Be safe out here. That car seat in that Volvo saved me from getting a ticket. But what would I be getting a ticket for? Switching lanes? You know, I, I put on lanes. I'm a safe driver. 10 and 2? Or is it 9 and 3? 
whatever. At that time, I think it was 10 and 2. That was the standard protocol. 10 and 2, I'm headed to work, you know? So I'm heading down there. That safe car, you know, Volvo saved my life, man. Saved, <laughs> saved my life. That's, that's a bit extreme. You think? Yeah, that's a bit extreme. It didn't save my life. You know, I've gotten in an accident in the Volvo. Coming out the house one night, you know, in Brentwood, black ice, but I'm committed, got a family, trying to do the right thing, you know, so I leave out the house, walk down the steps, boom, fall on my butt. But that should have been like the indication, that should have been a red flag, yo, yo, if you're slipping now on the steps, do you think it wise to get in the vehicle and drive from Brentwood to Syosset to go to work? But you know, you do the right thing. You do the right thing to be responsible, dedicated employee. Da, 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 da. Get in the car, drive. I get like a block away, eh, probably like, maybe like a, a quarter of a mile, half a mile away from the job. And there's a pileup. I'm in a blue Volvo 740, and I'm coming down a hill, going slow, boom. Oh, man. Hit the front of the car, totaled out the car. Somebody had to pick me up from the accident scene or whatever brought me to the job and it was like yo you might as well go home and i'm saying to myself i should have just stayed home i should have just stayed home my man brought me to the to the um brought me back to the crib cool brother smooth brother you know it's like yo oh man dang sorry i was like yo do you all right yeah i'll be all right i'll be all right man i think he used to work with epmd and them out there but you know he was doing it he was at the group home at the time and um Yo, man, that was just like one of those things. And I learned like, yo, there are things you have to do for you, you know, as an employee. You had to do like the best thing for you. And some places are fitted for you. So I asked the question online, you know, have you ever been fired, terminated from a job? You know, and some people is like, yo, I can't be talking about that. You know, they didn't say that, but people don't talk about getting fired, getting fired. And someone associated it with related it to like a marriage you know because you'd like to think you know you're you're the good employee i think i'm pretty diligent you know i'm pretty diligent i'm a pretty good employee and you can be a good employee you know i i I read a lot of stuff i listen to a lot of books on tapes you know cds on tapes you know and thinking about like expense reports and people you were able to expense lunches and stuff i was like yo man i'm gonna feed my brain forget a book my belly man i could i could eat a pb and j sandwich but i'm gonna go buy this book that's from barnes and nobles or i'm gonna buy this book on tape or this cd you know what i mean that's what i'm gonna do with my expense you you give me a little you give me a little cash to spend some money on and i'm gonna use it on food and then i'm gonna just shit that out nah i'm like yo my thinking was I am going to use this money to invest in something that I can take with me when I leave from here. So, yeah, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> this, that's my, that's my, that's, man, let me tell you something. That's that country, you know, barbershop. Let me tell you something. And they don't tell you shit. They just say, man, let me tell you something. And you waiting around for them to tell you something that you hadn't heard before. You know, I'm like, yo, listen, if they're going to pay for me to, um, they're going to they're gonna allow some funds for me to, to, to spend. Why would I go and buy a hot meal? Like, 
McDonald's go out and eat? I'm like, yo, no, let me get this book, man. Let me get this book. I had two cards that were important to me. They weren't black cards. They weren't credit cards. Barnes and Nobles and my library card, yo. What? Man, I have one ring. I have one tag on my keychain currently. And that is to the Wallingford Public Library. Man, if you don't have a library card, yo, get you a library card, yo. What? DVDs on, on tap, you know. I had my DVD connect. Shout out to Nancy and Jules, yo. This is my, my DVD connect. Let me tell you, my DVD connect? You don't have no DVD connect. You got a DVD. Like, now you, you got Netflix, but back you, before Netflix, that was my DVD connect. What? Are you kidding me? I think Netflix might have been around. That was, I think, was it with people Netflixing and chilling then? I was like, yeah, I don't know. But they had my DVDs and they had, they had, at, at, in Brentwood had a nice library. You know, a decent library. You know, you have plenty of uh, personal development and self-improvement books. And I noticed something as I was going through this material. You know, the majority of people were, were, were white men. And it's like, yo. I would like to do this, but I'm not a preacher. You know what I mean? I'm like, I can't, you know, I'm not. <laughs> that's what I, I just don't want to. I could do that <laughs> and cue the org, but that's, you know, that's not me. Like, yo, like, I, I can't say that. Like, I want to be in front of like a corporation, American Express or Visa or, or the NFL. And I'm, <laughs> and I, yo, yo, that's not, that's not, go, I'm, yo, they, they gonna laugh me out of the place, man. You know what I mean? They're going to laugh me out of the place. So, you know, you got to figure, you know, you got you to gotta find your niche. And I'm like, yo, how am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? That's something I, I saw myself doing, but I was like, yo, I'm not a preacher. You know what I mean? I'm not doing that, you know? And and same thing about writing personal development books. And it's like, yo, I didn't see anybody black in that space. And then I saw, I came upon Malcolm Gladwell. And I was like, yo. There is a God in the universe. Man, I was buying his books like, you know, waiting for them to drop, the new one to drop, like, like you're waiting for like a mixtape or you're waiting for Jay to drop an out, you know, the, the next. It's like, yo, I can't wait for this to come out, man. What? Man, listen, I went, I got every, every, every book of his, man. You know what I'm saying? Because it was refreshing to see someone in that space. And before then, my late father-in-law um, was a bus dispatcher, right? He had come home one night. He had this book. He was like, yo, you should check this out. You know, apparently somebody left it behind on the bus. It's a blue book. You know, look old and tattered. Inside, there was a note from Sharon to her husband. Now, that right there should tell you something. Homie forgot the book on the bus. Yo, your wife gave you a book. He was like, I ain't reading this shit. What the fuck? He left this book. I don't know if he said that. But for the purposes of this story, he forgot. He, he literally, he forgot the book on the bus because I have the book. Sharon, I got the book. I don't know what he told you. But I got the book. I would be curious to see husband. 
and, you know, and who Sharon was. Sharon took the time. She went to the store, purchased this book, thought it was, thought enough of her man to get this book for him. And he forgot it on the bus. <sighs> I know. I don't know what he told him when he came home. I don't know if he got another book just to replace it. But what would he do about the inscription? I tore the page out. I had to. You can't tear the page out like she wrote like a note. And it was an inspiring note. I don't have the book in front of me to read the note. But I did take a picture of the book. And I posted it online. Because it was, in, it was by a story of... Written by a, a black man in conjunction with Napoleon Hill. You know, Nap he took Napoleon Hill's classic, you know, Think and Grow Rich from a black perspective. So I had that book and I was feeling, I was feeling pretty good. But I was torn because I was like, should I try to find out who Sharon is? I'm like, nah, Sharon ain't getting this book back. Homie's not getting, I'm keeping this book. This is my book, it's going to my collection. It's one of the classics, you know, I got it, I got it, I still hold on to it. But it would be nice, you know, if I reached out, if anybody knows Sharon, Sharon, if you're out there, you're listening, your husband lost the book, I would like to have you all on the show. You're not getting the book back, but I still would like, I mean, you can buy your own book, but you're not getting this one back. This one is mine. Or you can, we can exchange. You can get me another copy with the cover. And, um, but where's Dennis Kimbrough now? I like that book, man. That was like, that was it. But you could be at a job and you're reading stuff and so now I'm looking at these people and I'm like you don't know what the hell you're talking about so I guess in my mind it comes off I might come off like arrogant or I might come off like yo like who are you and I'm and I start you know you believe like you are somebody so yeah I act confident I act like I'm you know people tell me yo you wear you know dress for the job that you want you know, you carry yourself a certain way. You got to be two times, three times better than, than they are. So that's my mentality. So I wasn't like taking any guff. Guff. What is guff? <laughs> I wasn't taking any guff. <laughs> yeah, I said that with emphasis. Guff. I don't even know what guff is, but it sounded. I wasn't taking any guff. What is guff? We're going to have to look guff up. But we're not going to look up guff right now. I wasn't taking any shorts, man. It's like, no. And so you could be at a job and you have this, this mentality, you have this, this way that you carry yourself and the way that you present yourself. And it was like, yo, I'm, 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 I'm me. You know, I distinctly remember being in a, in a, in a room full of managers, only black person in there. And they making fun of the, um, you know, the new pharmacist because the new pharmacist is, is gay. And I'm like, yo, so what? Why don't you man up? Why don't you say that shit in his face instead of talking behind his back? You know what I mean? But I didn't speak up. I'm saying this in my head because I'm like, yo, y'all are foul. Y'all doing that and he's white? Imagine what y'all saying about me when I leave. I'm like, <laughs> this is this is, this is is the kind of environment and stuff that you would deal with. I remember going out for drinks one night at this particular, particular job and one of the managers who was there, he was just happy. You know, he's working. He's running one of the other establishments because... You know, he, he after like 9-11, like a lot of jobs and stuff had like closed down. So he found himself in to re, you know, find a different line of work. So now he's there. You know, he's like, yo, I hear you're going to be, you know, you're getting audited. I'm like, how you hear I'm getting audited and I don't know I'm getting audited. Yo, is this any, is anything? Is anything private? Is anything private? Oh, y'all just have everything is like public knowledge. Like, why, you know? But don't worry, you don't have nothing to worry about. I'm like, I'm not 
not worried. I'm worried that you know. How you know? This is what I'm worried about. Yo, this is like... So they sitting down with that knowledge in my head. They start asking me questions. I'm like, yo, listen. You know, he, someone asked me a question. I'm going to answer it. You're asking me a question. I'm going to answer it. Like, what you ask me a question for? And so I proceed to answer the question. He's like, you always got something to say. I'm like, that is, that is the nature. That is literally the nature of how questions work. You ask a question. I'm going to answer it. If I'm not answering it, then I'm being belligerent or I'm ignoring you out of respect for the fact that you asked me a question. You probably didn't like the answer. Mm-hmm. You probably because I didn't. I'm a bottom line type of person. Like, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to give I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I don't have tap shoes on. You know, I don't wear taps. I don't dance. I, I can't. I really can't dance. Like I got like a one and a half step or maybe a half step. I can bob my head to the side. I could snap on beat. Maybe for about 16 bars after that, I'm not snapping my fingers anymore. So no, I'm not, I'm not dancing. And so that becomes problematic because I'm not, I'm not doing that. And some people will want you to do that. And then you realize like, look, I'm not doing that. They had an administrative assistant. All the, all the other white managers were like, yo, she's the secretary. You know, I respect people like, you're the secretary, you're not the boss of me. You know what I mean? You're the boss's secretary. You're the, you, you collect stuff. It's an important gig. I'm not diminishing it, but you're not my boss. Like, don't think because yeah, I got to kiss up to you because you... No, they, they, they function the same way. Like, yo, you, you're not the boss. So I take that approach. And now it's like, oh, because I'm black? Like, that means, like, I'm supposed to conduct myself a little differently? <laughs> nah, I'm not doing that. I'm going to conduct myself as a professional. I'm not disrespectful. I'm not cursing anybody out. But like, yo, you know, this is what it is. People would get upset. It was like, yo, so-and-so said. So-and-so said. That's like some. It's like some. I'm not. Man, listen. So needless to say, my man tried to fire me. And I wind up calling HR on him. Right. He took the keys and everything. He made this big production out of it. White guy turned um, red, beat red. He was pissed. Took the keys, called himself, you know, walking me out the store. And, you know, got out the store, made the call Monday. I get a call from him telling me to come back in. Now he's pissed. He doesn't even say, like, what it is. Because he got a call, you know, he's wrong. And he went back in, you know, started up again with the same with the same vengeance. Now he's now he's got it. Now he's got an axe to grind because this ninja called himself. He gonna call the corporation on me because there's principles that function, and you know you have to abide by those principles. You violate those principles, it's gonna be a problem. Now, I'm not the type of person that's like, yo, I'm gonna leave from one employer and be bad mouthing that employer to the to the to the new employer. I'm not like that. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yo. You, and I'm not even going to cast blame on the entire organization. It's an individual leadership. So you have a message from the corp, you know, you have the corporate mission. And then when it trickles down to the individuals, you have individuals who don't know how to interact with people and just feel like, yo, you black and I'm white and I'm right. And that's just the way it's supposed to be. And that's just the way it is. And you're going to have to kiss her. I'm not kissing. No, I don't. Mwah. 
And I'm not kissing. Did I kiss? Did I ever kiss somebody's ass? I might have kissed some ass in my day. Literal ass, but I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not kissing your ass. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Like to me, people can sense when you're being ingenuous, when you're not being genuine, when you they can sense when you when you are doing that, and they don't have respect for you when you do that. It's like you know. You're the only one that's not in on this joke. Like, yo, <laughs> you think you're doing... Like, I'm not doing that, man. It doesn't feel good. I'm not doing that. I'm going to be respectful. If your joke is not funny, I'm not laughing. It's not funny. You're not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not doing the fake laugh. Like, no. They, people know. People that I've worked with know. Like, I'm not doing the fake laugh. <laughs> I <can't>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing all that. No, so that becomes problematic. Maybe it's not a good fit. Maybe it's not a good fit. So you can be in a job. You can be in, a, in, a, in an industry. Because I transitioned, mind you, from... I transitioned from... I was, you know, I was in social work, basically. You know, you're talking about working in group homes, working in the special ed department, running a, um, a drop-out prevention program, working with young people. And then... It took a break and I spent time at home sewing. You know, I made a, I started a, 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 a bow tie company named it Knots in a Box because that's, that was, that was a metaphor for my life at the time, you know? And so transitioning to retail was like, yo, I got to come up to speed and quickly. So I, I started consuming like a sponge, all the information I could find on management and leadership, you know? And so that's what I did. So when I would, you know, you're talking about like Tom Peters, you get all this stuff, you reading all this stuff, John Maxwell, you know, Dupree, just the, man, Allen, just the list would go on and on and on of people putting out information. So now when I see you conduct yourself, he had holes in his socks. Like, I can't even respect you. You got holes in your socks. Like, why would you? Come on, man. Like, really? Like, come on. Like, I just, just, you just, just no interpersonal. It's like you've never been around a black person. You just, you just, it just was like, you, I know you're racist. I can see it all over your face. It was like, who's it out of your body? You just say, there was so much contempt for me. Like, yo, I think sometimes people would prefer you tap dancing than being up front. Some people are like that. Some people aren't. But I don't take it personal. I don't take it personal. I just like, yo, yo. Wind up having to take them folks to court. They wind up settling. And you realize that there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a structure on the state level that partners with these corporations to keep it from going to the federal level. If I had funds like that, deep pockets, I would have took them to the federal court and dealt with the situation because they knew they were wrong. I mean, at the time they let me go, they had like four people in the room. I don't know what they thought, like I was going to freak out. And so now they sit down, they doing all this talking. They had the district manager, the guy that was the acting district manager, had the pharmacy, the gay guy who was the pharmacist. Um, and then you had the trainer. You had the person from law. They had five people, loss prevention. I'm like, yo, what's all this for? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, just tell me, like, give me, give me all the stuff that I need and then I'm out. Well, Dirk, no, yo, we stop. We, I, you've, I'm not here anymore, right? So stop all the cordial talk. I mean, give me that. Yeah. Give, give me my paperwork. Tell me what I need to do. And I'm out. You know, so they five of them in there. I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm supposed to be intimidated by this? 
Like, my life at the point was like, this is where I'm at? Like, I'm not worried about a job, employment? Are you kidding me? I left from there, man. My man walked me out, and he was like, Derek, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You know, Brad. <clears throat> he passed. I had respect for him. He was the only man in the room. <laughs> he was the only, and he was gay. But he was the only man in the room. He, he was an outsider in a room full of white men who despised the fact that he was gay. Like, what you mad at? Like, he ain't fucking you? What you? Why are you pissed? Why you don't like him? Because he makes you uncomfortable? Like, what is the deal? You know? But I had respect for him because he was, he was man enough to say he knew what they were doing. He knew what was going on. He must have knew they was talking about him behind his back. He knew what was happening. He knew how they conspired. He knew what was going on in that store. Come on. I don't have, um... So when I think about it, and you think about, like, the associates and the stuff that happens in there, and it's like, you know, you, you talk to people now, and it's like, you realize that you sometimes it's not a good fit. And so sometimes you have to be removed from a location, or you remove yourself from the location or whatever. And um, you move on. And sometimes it's the best thing that could happen. Or you could stay there and be miserable. You could stay there and be miserable. You know what I mean? I don't have any, um, I don't have any, any, any ill feelings towards people. I just say what, what's on my mind, I, you know, and what I feel. And I think about retail as, as a structure, as a business. Like, if you're going to have people working in retail, what's all the point of, you know, all this college talk? If you're just going to have them do that, why don't you just send them straight to, to retail? You know, it's like it's 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 set up like a um I thought about it and it was like, yo, this reminds me of like the plantation, you know? And I would feel like, yo, they they put a black manager in a black location, and this place was like, yo, what am I supposed to be here for? I'm I'm what I'm the head nigga in charge here. That's what I'm that and then you then you're in a in a, an establishment, you want the best for people, and you're trying to bring out the best for people in there, and then their mindset is, oh, you here, you thinking. You know, you, 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 the, you, the, like, <laughs> like what? You the house nigga. Yeah. Like I'm the house. Like what? What are we talking about? This is the mentality. This is what would go on in my head. Like, yo, this is crazy. Retail is set up. So you have the, the, you know, the, the district manager, regional manager, people come by. Y'all know this place was chopped. <laughs> Y'all know an establishment, you know, it's a walk. You know, it's preparation. You know, it's all like a, a, a dog and, and, and pony show. I hate dog and pony shows, man. Because if I'm acting, then pay me what actors get paid. Like, you, you want me to act like I, I'm liking what I'm doing? No, I don't. I don't like the fact that you're coming through here interrupting my day to do a walk to justify your job. That I don't I don't particularly like that. If you really want to if you really concerned, you really want to know what's going on in the store, come on announce. Take a look at it. Don't go through this beating your chest, you know, trying to make people feel a certain way and and they kissing up to you, uh showing trying to get improvement and try yo, no. What? That be that that whole scenario is like it's just a waste of time. Nothing productive comes out of that. People dancing was like, yo, I remember a guy telling me, I remember a guy telling me like, yo, you don't want to, this white guy who's no longer with this, this company now because of sexual harassment, but that's a different story. You know, he's going to call himself doing a set 
I'm doing a set. He's going to call himself coming around and rearranging my set. It's not your department. Like, what you doing, man? You, 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 you've overstayed. I understand silos. Like, you, you have now crossed over into my zone. And you're not going to disrespect me, man. Like, what are, you, what are you, it's like coming in somebody's house and rearranging their furniture. What are you doing? I'm open for suggestion, but you need to approach me. Like, you don't know. He tried to, like, you don't know. I'm, like, I don't know what. Like, he tried to take it to, I'm like, I don't know what. Like, we're in Wally world, man. Like, what you going to do? Like, what you thinking this, like, what you thinking this is supposed to, who you think you're talking to? Like, I didn't grow up around that. Like, who do you think you're talking to? Like, this is not, I mean, spoke, I'm like, yo, this is crazy, man. Just a, an insane environment. So they don't like all that. I'm a likable guy, but don't play, don't come to me with the bullshit, like, thinking that, like, yo, it's, it's, it's going to be cool. Like, no. Y'all want something to be nice, then we got to, you got to invest time in it. You don't want it to be nice, then you, you run some other game. You know? You run a game. And that's what people do. They run games. I'm like, yo, it's the best thing to happen. You realize, yo, you move on. You help people. You invest in people. You know? They're sitting down and they, they had this, um, they had this, 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 this designer, right? They sitting down chit-chatting. And my man's supposed to be the leader of the organization. And... He's there, and he's and he and you know they they exchange emails or whatever, and not and saying some stuff that they shouldn't have said in person, talking about people. It's the character of individuals. They know they shouldn't have, and but um, they going on carrying on or whatever, and so this is a conversation that obviously took place behind closed doors that they shouldn't have been having, talking about someone's sexuality, and it comes out. Because somebody sends an email. So now you as the as the leader having a conversation with somebody else in the company about someone's sexuality, a customer's sexual orientation. What do you care about their sexual orientation? They're shopping. You should just be concerned about closing the sale. But if the leader would have put an end to that conversation, nipped it in the bud, they wouldn't have felt comfortable enough to send off emails. Right? So this happens, and now you can't sit across from this person in good faith and terminate them. Like, how are you going to do that? Because you were engaging in the conversation. You set up the scenario. So when you talk about, like, leadership, like, this is, like, I'm not the one. Like, you're not going to play games with me. You're not going to, like, now you want, like, yo. It was so freaking ridiculous. I'm so glad, you know, there's a freedom. There are a few people that I speak to. And I remember this lady's like, yo, she sent me an email, white woman. It was like, yo, you were one of the only real managers here with dignity and respect. Like, she would make all these signs and things. You think about, like, the lives that you touch and influence and impact people's lives. And you have people feeling like, yo, yeah, I don't like that. And, you know, this guy going to tell me, patronizing customers going to say to me, wow, because you're being respectful. And I don't know if people are shocked or amazed that you would have somebody who would conduct yourself a certain way in a professional manner because that's how I was raised. That's how I was brought up. And that's what I want to be able to share and convey with people. Like, yo, how do you think that that's going to be cool? Like, that's not cool. He's going to say, oh, man, you keep that up. You know, one day you'll be, you know, you might make it to be an assistant manager. I couldn't possibly make it to be a manager. I happened to already be an assistant manager. Like, yeah, I'm already assistant manager. And I was like, all of, all of that talk, then his whole face or his whole demeanor changed. Like, yo, like you thinking you, 
I can, data boy, good, good work, man. You keep that up. One day you might be like, I ain't trying to be. No, that's not my life. That's not my destiny, man. I have something that I'm supposed to be doing on this earth and it damn sure ain't working in retail. I'm not spending the remainder of my life working in retail. Are you kidding me? Nah, not doing it. Doing what I'm doing now and helping other people maximize their life. Going back to what, what, um, what I'm intended to be doing while I'm here on this planet. I had gotten a, a, a message from someone from my middle life about this book. I'm waiting for her to send me email, um, uh, take photos of these, these pictures to see the words. I was looking for this book that I had, you know, this, this concept for this book that I'm going to write. And there, there are things that I want to do while I'm here. There's stories that there are things that I know you want to do while you're here. That don't involve you going and just punching the clock. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you find yourself in a situation where you, you know, you're at, you're at odds, there's, in a, there's an inner turmoil, and it might not be the place for you. Find yourself another location. Find yourself, find your true north. Find your passion. Find something. And don't go looking outside. Like, I'm thinking about all this stuff, and I'm like, yo, Sewing is something that, that I did. And he was like, yo, is he doing this thing? I'm like, yeah, because I'm talented. Don't get mad. I used to tell my, um, my wife at the time, yeah, don't, tell, don't tell people that I do this stuff, right? Because their husband might get mad. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're trying to compare somebody to somebody else. Everybody else is different. Everybody's different. You know, everybody has a different, a different, um, there's like three people coming out of down to get looking at their toes after they come out to get their toes done. Oh, ladies. I seen this couple was a, as a guy and, and a girl, you know what I mean? He had black nail polish and, and, and black, you know, uh, nails on his feet. You know, he had his tone. He had a petty. He had a petty and Manny day, but they didn't look. I don't know. He was, you know, he was caressing the, the small of her back. So I don't, I don't, I don't really care what his sexual orientation was. I just thought it was, it was, it was different. Like I went and got a, a manicure once, no color. I think did I get clear? But I was on Queens Boulevard, and, and it was Queens Boulevard? No, it was in Forest Hills. They got a little side street, these little boutiques or whatever. And so there's the gap. It's on, on there. There's like a movie theater, a little strip. And I'm like, okay, let me, let, me, um, let, me, let me make sure the coast is clear. And I'm going to duck in here and let them, let them do my nails. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want to see what it's about. And I got in there, and it was like, okay. Well, I can't take the 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 nail the nail uh, the nail remover. The scent is killing me. I'm like, oh, oh no, die! Can't do that. Just give me a headache. I got to get out of here. And so as I'm leaving, you know, I do the same thing in reverse. Make sure the coast is clear. And I exited the building. You know, you got to do what you feel comfortable doing. Experiment. Try something new. You know, I try to make sure my nails are clean. I got that from Mrs. Harris. Make sure your nails are clean, especially if you're sitting across from someone. But the point, let me wrap up here, is, yo, don't go searching for something somewhere else. You have what you need already within you, you know? And if you're finding that you, 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 you lost your job, um, and people have, Brandy compared it to uh, like a relationship, you might see yourself as a failure. Uh, you know, you got laid off, and now you have to rethink what you want to do. Um, make a list of like your, your, your soft and hard skills. You know, you might have to... 
you know, take a step back or tap into something that you used to do, a passion. And people are, are doing that now during the pandemic. You know, people are starting to sew or, or they're, they're finding other creative outlets. And I was on, um, was in the, uh, by, by the train station in Stanford and I had seen these. And that's the picture that I'm going to use for this, for the, for the card for uh, this episode. There's two gentlemen, you know, taxi stands, the old, the old, the taxi stands. I don't think they even take the, I don't even think they were taking like credit cards or whatever, but they were standing there and I was thinking to myself like, yo, what's going to happen with, you know, when self-driving cars take, you know, come into to play, what's going to happen to these taxi drivers? And, 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 and I'm saying it as if, you know, you might be an Uber, Uber, taxi, same thing. You know, they basically driving people around. But one of the benefits of working with Uber, you know, you, you get to a certain status and then they'll pay for your education. So that's the plan. You know, Arizona State University, platinum level. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. But I'm looking at them and I'm saying, yo, what are you going to do? Like, what's going to happen? And I started listing out like a list of ideas and went back and referred to it Um I don't know if I put sewing on this because it's something that that I did like in, at, you know, it was it was a it was a skill. It was a skill, you know, for, and it was a metaphor for, for my life at the time. Knots in a box. I don't know. Maybe that was something that's why I, why I probably strayed away from whatever. But, yo, picking up this fabric, making some stuff out there. I'm excited about it. Whatever y'all got going on today, you know, whatever's happened in your life, it happened for a reason and a purpose. Use that story to impact and empower someone else to make a move and do something different with their lives. And I'm out. You gotta roll on the window, son. You roll on the window? Yeah. All right. Here we go. We got something here. It's not even... It's not even... All right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>